0: don't say it.
1: I can't say it anymore. You can't say it. It's February
0: 1st. Kate, it is February 1st. We are now into the new year. And honestly, if you're not having a happy new year, there's still plenty of time. (laughs) There's still plenty of time for you to have a good 2023. (laughs) I don't want to start on a downer, but you know what we now get to celebrate? Valentine's Day? No galentine's day oh. and tie in the two panelists on this micro panel are two of our favorite Valentines. well
1: done i thought you're gonna bring up reese's hearts and like the new season of reese's candy but like this is better
0: well now that you're out of dry january uh-huh. yeah i can have them <laughs> or did i you bet gorge, they're in stores did i've did been gorge a- on hearts this morning i've been avoiding
1: that aisle at walgreens and i'm guessing that it's been there for a while the, the, the Valentine's candy. It's not my favorite holiday candy, but I'll get over it. But Still delicious. I am excited for Valentine's Day. What a good tie-in. Thank you. I thought that. Um, We will be doing things this month for sure, both virtually and in person over at ATX-TV. Laura's got to be like playing, you know, <laughs> arts and crafts and a whole bunch of things.
0: I feel like it's her favorite holiday. Although she also really loves St. Patrick's Day, so... I don't know. That's on par. It feels
1: like it. Um, But yes, today's panel is actor POV, building a character. And the thing I love about this, look, guys, we program a lot of things with a lot of specificity. You've heard a lot of the other panels, you know. Surreality is the new reality is very niche and very specific. And we pick shows and we do all these things. And sometimes we're like, we just want to have a fun time. Mm -hmm. And we want two people that we love to have a conversation about something they know very well. It's not that it doesn't have to be serious. Like they take their jobs very seriously. But we were starting the festival last year and starting a new type of programming with micro programming. And so this was not only the first micro panel ever. It was the first panel of the festival. Last year in our new home, the Driscoll, with Ariel Kebble, who's been our advi- on our advisory board since the beginning, and Adrian Policky, who we fell in love with, may- well, obviously on a television show, but then in real life, maybe season four of the festival.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like it was three or four. Yep, definitely three um, or four.
1: And it was just really fun to put them together and, like, let them loose with,
0: like, little to no guidelines. <laughs> but it's also nice to have people in our life that we have a lot of, fortunately. And those of you that attend the festival on a regular basis know these people well that we just kind of throw onto a panel or put a mic in their hands and just say, go entertain the crowd. And they do such a great <laughs> these job. These two are
1: very good at that. Yes. Um, I mean, Ariel, like, her big dream is to, like, host... Reality shows. So I think she was just like in her element with a fun group of fans and industry just listening to the two of them probably have a conversation that they would have had in Adrian's living room,
0: <laughs> which was pretty much the, a little point. bit of the point of it these was. micro panels uh, in a way that some worked really well. Some worked almost really well, (laughs) but you know, you got to try things, but I think definitely trying something new and kicking off being back in person, um, setting the tone for what we wanted the weekend to be. This was the perfect place to start.
1: I totally agree. So with that, because it's February 1st, go get yourself, you know, a Reese's heart shaped piece of candy, Mm -hmm. maybe pour yourself a mimosa or something that is like the time for mimosas Yeah. And, you know, cuddle up and pretend that you're in the living room with them. Talk back to them. They don't know. <laughs> and enjoy <laughs> Actors POV with Adrian Palicki and Arielle Kebble. Hi,
2: everyone. Hi, guys. Hi. What's happening? Can you guys see in the back?
1: I know. No. I
2: feel very low.
1: seem really low.
0: They are.
2: They're low. Should we, should we <laughs>
0: dance?
2: <laughs> Heels were a bad choice
0: in that case, we could take them
3: off. Right, or like people in the back could come (laughs) closer. I don't know. This is a new venue and it's been two years of a pandemic, so we're just like figuring stuff out again, you know? Exactly,
2: yeah, exactly.
3: If you can't see and you want to come close, come. That's all I'm gonna say. Right,
2: I mean, I will take off my shoes and stand.
3: (laughs) Should we stand? Oh yeah, yeah, come, come. We can gather around like campfire. That's exactly. what it is, TV camp, <laughs> right? Right here, guys. Papa squat, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going do this for a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyways, hi, everybody.
2: Hi. So it's one of those weird things because we're like, okay, let's just start talking to each other about acting. But, you know, we haven't but. seen each other for a few years, so it's like there's a lot to catch up on, anyways.
3: The ghost just opened the door. There are ghosts here, guys. There are ghosts. Just so
2: you know. For sure. Ghosts are sure. not on the
1: list.
2: Well, they wanted to join.
3: They're Don't like, tell Emily. She's really afraid <laughs> of ghosts. Massively. Yeah. yeah. First of all, cheers.
2: Cheers. It's so yeah. good to see you.
3: Cheers, everybody.
2: Cheers, everybody. Thanks for being here.
3: Yes. Truly, truly. We've come along we've we've made it here (laughs) (laughs) after two hard years so thank you to each and every one of you for showing up and also
2: just joining this panel absolutely and supporting atx tv festival because these girls mean the world to us so yes so what is it that draws you to a character and is it something that is that what you're drawn to or is it the actual script itself
3: (sighs) that's a great question
2: (laughs) Um, I feel like
3: it's different for every project. Mm-hmm. Do you feel
2: that way? 1,000%.
3: Yeah. Your phone feels that way.
2: <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he said, not my phone. Not
3: my phone. Not front You're row. Not in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. I just did that. Um, no, I really do feel like, when I was younger, I I really tried to follow a specific formula for almost anything I would get. Like I would get a script and I would like do the character breakdown and it was like I wanted to know the formula I had worked across the board. And I think as I've gotten older <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You have an age bit experienced. so. Um I've realized the importance of being flexible. Which with every project I'm sent. So sometimes I think it is the script and, it, and it's like, wow, like I, I, my heart is pumping, you know, like I have to be a part of this. It, it's not even about the role, it's about telling the story.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And then other projects I get sent and I'm like, wait, I get to play her? You know, and it just becomes this kind of like love fest with this person that I'm like, no, no, I have to tell the story. And I found recently that it's that way, even with auditions, because the time is so weird now, and we're doing things on tape, and that I've really... I kind of love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You would
2: do it 50 times and send in the best version, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like not in-person auditions right now. so i found that it almost feels like i'm playing it's almost like a day of theater or something because i'm at home and doing it and doing take after take where it's like i almost feel a more personal connection to the character even just on an audition which it makes it really hard if you don't get it but i was also (laughs) like oh i got to play you know yes um what about you
2: i weirdly so i weirdly had the opposite experience because One of the first things I got to do was... That's the ghost! The ghost really does not want us in this room. I mean... No, the ghost is like, let me take it down a notch, lady. It's not the ghost, okay. Somebody leaned, I get it, I get it, okay. Okay. Totally understand. We're still gonna, for story's sake, we're gonna say it's the ghost. Yes, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Friday Night Lights was one of the first things that I, really big things that I did. Huge,
3: by the way. Round of applause.
2: Thank you. Thank you. But it was hard to come back from that show because Peter Berg really, genuinely wanted us to improv and really wanted us to be a part of the character development. I mean, he even had dinner with all of us and Jason Kadams. and he was like, "So you're going to be as equally important as this person over here is going to be equally important." Poor guy got so many phone calls from everybody. (laughs) I think my character should do that. I think my character should do that. (laughs) It amazing, amazing writers, but we had such a big part of creating those characters. There were no, uh, I right. never had a mark. It was like three cameras always, you'd end up looking into one because you never knew where they were. I and mean, they were the true directors of the show. Wow. And, I mean, we'd wrap before lunch. Connie, Kyle and I would be at Guero's having margaritas sometimes <laughs> by like three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, wow. So then to go to another show after that was very difficult because I'm like, wait, I have to stand where? And I have to do what? <laughs> I have to relearn this shit. Like, not, right. not right. that that's bad, but it was genuinely like a new version because I felt like I'd been in acting class for the last for three years that I was on the right. or whatever. Right, right. But, you know, I, like you, am drawn to scripts that I love. But when there's a great character, ugh, I love strong women. Yeah. And that's like the thing that I'm really, really driven toward. And you're really good at. Thank you. Yeah. Well, as are you. We're just gonna just sit here and just love on each other the whole time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I know. So I ha- I worked with Peter Berg on Ballers,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and and I also have a very like distinct audition experience with him. He was doing um, Hitch with Will Smith. I know. Anyways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yes, that's We're another being day
3: on TV. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, But I remember in both the audition and then when I got to set on Ballers, it wasn't like going to your improv thing. I I know what you're talking about because I remember watching him and just being like, in the audition he was like, "Fuck the script, fuck the script, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me," you know. And he's like, "Just say whatever you want to say," you know. And I was just like, "What?" And it it was an incredibly like inspiring experience because it was an audition, and that's very rare. I feel like to have that kind of like energy yes Mm -hmm. and then and then so i kind of knew what i was getting into and then ballers i remember he was directing this episode and he was in it and i just remember he threw his sides one day and it was everyone on set it was like dwayne and jd and omar and and troy and everybody and he's playing the coach and he's doing this cheers and he's just saying different riffs Every single time, so nobody knows when to come in with their lines, and you know, and everyone's around. At one point, he stands up on a fountain. I think he almost jumped
2: in. I'm surprised he didn't. And yeah, strip, right,
3: right. And and we were all just like, okay, yeah. (laughs) And I remember thinking, like, this is incredible to watch because he was so—he just played. He played all the time, and I think it was a really beautiful way of getting people
2: out of their comfort zone on set mm-hmm. to then play. It was cool. It's, it's so true. I think there's something to be said about actor directors. Cause yes. since he started off as an actor, there's such an availability to understand what we go through. Yes. Um, and also wanting us to have a say and to play. I mean, it's, it can turn into a brutal act, you know, our job sometimes. If you are in the wrong circumstances, and you know, I think that that's really important when you have a leader like that who just wants to continue to make it fun. Yeah, because it's fun for you, it's fun for the crew, it's fun for everybody
3: watching. It's true. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, there's like it invigorates everybody for sure. Um, do you guys have any questions?
2: Yeah, does anybody have any questions? I <laughs> have
0: okay,
1: a question. So, because Lincoln a great show. Oh, yeah. thanks for
3: watching. Yes. Wow. <laughs> we only have one season. That's so
1: kind. You and me both. Same. So did that, wow. was that the script or was that the character that drew you to? And then with 9 was that the script or the character?
3: Guys, thanks for watching both. So Lincoln was an interesting combination because I was a fan of, it's based on The Bone Collector. And I was a fan of the books from Jeffrey Deaver because my dad and I, that was something we kind of bonded. At. I know it's weird. I was like a kid and like, murder mysteries, yeah, dad, like, <laughs> but that was, you know, so I remember getting the script and being like, oh my God, my dad would be so excited. And that excited me. And then I auditioned, I was in Canada away, so I was on tape, which was rare at the time. Most people were going in the room. and. Um, I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. And I was like, this is so weird. I feel so connected to this. Like, something's wrong, you know? And then I had to let it go. And a month and a half later, they hadn't found her. And I get a call, like, you're going in the next day. And I just was like, I knew it. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just know and, and then other times you don't. But, and so I went in and I remember leaving the room and saying to VJ Boyd, who will be here, he's doing Justified, a panel, I think it's Saturday, um, and Mark, they wrote it, and I remember saying to them, I don't know what will happen with this role, but I'm so grateful to be in the room, because that specific character, although the story excited me, Amelia, I felt, had her battle with mental health and (laughs) her sister, and it just really touched a raw place in me, and I just felt so lucky I got to do it in the room. So that was that, and then with um, 911, they sent me the script, and it was one of those things I was saying where I was just turning the page, and I was like, "Wait, I get to be her." It was um, with her. I think it was more about the character than the the full story because it was my introduction to the show, and it was very much like an homage to Speed and I was again it was a childhood thing so I think there's a piece of like when you're sent a story and it pulls on the nostalgia of childhood in any way right there's an attachment and so to like turn the page and be like wait I'm the character that gets to do what and I jump on a truck and it's like speed and then So that was really um, special to me. And, and then, you know, obviously Miss Angela and the entire cast are just fabulous. So that, that, that for me, that one grew into something even um, more special than I, than I could have imagined. So yeah,
2: yeah, awesome. Yes, and the hat.
0: Yeah, I was curious to know, both of you have done a lot of very physical roles and I'd love to know more about how you prepare for the stunts or if there was one aha moment where you felt like you really nailed it for a stunt sequence or like
2: that. Well, I love doing stunts. And, um, you know, everyone's different. So on G.I. Joe, when I worked with Dwayne, actually, you know, we had about a month and a half of training with Navy SEALs. Um, for a month, we had... Uh, about eight hours of training a day, which would be with stunts, stunt people, that we were like learning our things, gun training, clearing room training, then an actual trainer trainer. It was exhausting, <laughs> but also super fun. And on John Wick, that was, I had two months of jiu-jitsu training, and that was super cool, but one of the hardest things I've ever done. Especially because they're trying to give you all of the information at such a fast pace. So, like, you, four hours a day of jujitsu. Did you keep it up after? No, that was it. I actually ended up hurting myself pretty badly. I mean, because Kino and I were doing the stunts, and, like, uh, that poor guy, he's just a masochist. I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end, he's just, like, getting up. He's like, oh, no, I can do it. I mean, his <laughs> ankle is, like, bleeding, you know? But yeah, we were doing this crazy thing, and I ended up herniating about three discs in my neck. Wow. So. But I still can throw somebody over my shoulder. <laughs> I believe So that. that's pretty cool. I believe that. Wait,
3: wait, wait. This was during filming? This was at the tail end of filming. Did you finish? Could yes. you finish? Yeah, yes. Yeah, you could. Okay. I, I bared through it. And... Whoa.
2: But it's part of what, I mean, if you're going to do it, some people get hurt all the time. and if I'm an actor, so it's like, of course I'm going to get hurt. Um, but that's kind of the excitement of it, too. <laughs> and then you'd say,
3: Yeah, yeah. What about you? I do love doing my own stunts. For a long time, I did. um, And similar, like when I was doing Midnight Texas, I had a lot of training from, um, oh God, the Scriba Sticks to Mm -hmm. like an actual trainer. And I remember, like, I was so into doing my own stunts. We would film, like, 14-hour days, and then I'd go with the trainer at, like, 11 at night and then go to bed at 1 and wake up at 5 and, you know, do it all over again. So I was, like, really committed. And then I also learned during that time, it was interesting because it was in New Mexico, and I had a lot of questions about gun safety on set. Mm. Um, I played an assassin, so I felt like there was a really – I had a certain responsibility to, like, be true to my character but also be true to human beings on set and be aware 50. and speak up and so i kind of had this interesting experience where i went from being like all in to kind of being like tag you're it to the stunt person <laughs> yeah. um and also making sure that i was aware of everything and speaking up for myself for my cast for my crew because um because things happen really fast, you know, as, as we know. Um, and I think, like, the more I do these physical roles, I am always looking around. You know, you've got a crane on top. of it. Like, p- everything is so fast, right? It's about making your day, making your day, and night shoots, and this, and people. You know, you're working all night, and you're driving home at eight a.m., and people are falling asleep at the wheel. And it's just there's so much behind the scenes that, like, I think I've just really try to like slow it down now when I can. Yep. Um, which surprises me, because I grew up doing sports, so I always thought I'd be the one that like did stunts till I died. But now I'm kind of like,
2: tag. Well, and, that, and that's fine. And that's important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when you get the, you know, the second unit directors out there, or you get on John Wick, who are just like, just keep going, because they're stunt guys. So like, you can do it. It's fine. You know? Like, right. You know, you're like, but I mean, okay, okay, okay. And saying something's very important, and absolutely standing up for. Something that's not safe is very important.
3: Yeah, and it's not easy. So that that was like a that it still is, but it's a learned
2: learned behavior for me. <laughs> I get that. Yeah, our bodies. Listen, I'm almost forty, so I gotta like <laughs> yeah. everything's getting a little slower. You know, <laughs> I just had this huge action sequence on Orville, and it was like the last day of shooting. And honestly, I would like I have to get up. And like that was the hardest thing for me. I was like, this is. <laughs> just keep me here. I, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. No, guys, I got it. It's like, my character just actually, wobbling to get yeah. up, but I'm like, I can't jump up anymore. This is crazy. my character actually kicks ass on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Then, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going yeah. this cool kick, and then I'm gonna roll over, and then I'm gonna get up that way and look completely awkward. So just have the camera off of me at that point. Cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, a wild experience. Yes. So
2: speaking of the Oracle, which I started watching again, because season three starts today. Today. Yeah. Okay. woohoo! Um, how is that
1: experience different than you know the drama? Do you approach the character differently? How do you read the script? Does the joke immediately come up, or is that constantly rewritten based on what the other actors are doing? Is there improv in
2: that? Or, wow. Okay, Hold, like on. Hold on, I'm going to a drink first. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thorville it's its own beast <laughs> 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 as, as everybody thinks like okay it's like you must be just laughing and joking all day on set which we are because the cast and crew I mean we've as as I was telling you in six years we did 30 episodes of a show like that's a lot of time together mm-hmm. like we would do like a page a day sometimes and which is more like a movie. Well, no, movies go faster. That's true. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> <That's true. No laughs> I mean. was trying to rationalize. Yeah. But I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, thankfully, we all love each other. And, and the jokes are definitely on the page. And I think that Seth really wanted us to, like, just go toward it, not, not overact, just have them play as they should, which kind of lends itself to the dramedy kind of situation. My character, Kelly, She's just the smartest person in the room, so she's naturally funny because she just makes fun of Ed being stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Seth is a perfectionist. So it's long days. It's, it's you know, very, there's no improv, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> she's saying one page a day. Is that a very okay. diplomatic way of answering that question? <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. You mentioned,
1: uh, like, over your career, you mentioned kind of story and character. Obviously, as, a, as an actor, sometimes you take roles that may be a great paycheck. Are there are roles that you've taken that didn't have the story of the character that you took and then maybe were able to mold it into something or turned out to be more more interesting or fun in a different way than, than you expected? Um, well,
2: I mean, yes, absolutely. Because here's the thing, too, with television, as Ariel knows, is that you know, you know, kind of an episode of a script, like you don't know where it's going to go. And so sometimes taking things that are not as exciting or pop, you know, in that moment, you have to like lend yourself to the fact that you have to trust the writers that when they tell you, oh, this is going to be the arc of your character or this is where it's going to go. that You're like, okay. (laughs) It is though, right? (laughs) It's been like four episodes and I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> but,
3: yeah, it's an arc. It's a whole season. It's a whole season. Yeah,
2: don't rush it. It's fine. Um, but yeah, you have to really just trust. I think your instinct, and I mean, hope for the best. And really, if you're lucky, you get to work with great people who can listen to you, and you can have a collaboration with. So I don't know if that answered your question. Okay. Okay.
0: Good. Good. Sorry. Good
1: question.
2: Yes. Any outside activities? That as time goes on has affected like your uh, process and what you end up doing, like writing uh, No Angel, which is awesome. Thank you. Um, Just curious, like how that, and then just the pair of both of you. Has there been anything just as time has gone on that didn't seem like it would, or made you look at it in a different perspective? You know, age. Age. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect answer, by the way. Age getting point. fucking old, man, <laughs> changes everything.
3: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What were you gonna say?
2: No, I'm just saying. You know, like we have such little control as actors, because from the, the getting the audition to you know if we get the part to when we're working to anything like we really have yeah. very little say in what we do which is a very hard thing like that's why my house is pristine because I'm like I have to have control somewhere <laughs> but that's so funny you know I wasn't working for a period of time and I was really depressed and I was actually in randomly in an elevator with Henry Winkler I love him and he's the nicest human being he we is. never met before by he the way is. and he's just like so what are you up to what are you doing and I was like well I'm just kind of in between projects right now and he goes make your own work He goes, that's the one thing I can tell you, make your own work. And I was like, hmm, those scripts that I've been thinking about in my head for years, I should probably just sit down and write them, right? You know, it's not that simple, but you know, maybe like do it. And so I feel like having an outlet somewhere else, whether it's writing a comic book or writing a script that you're trying to get made or whatever, or producing, um, eventually I'd like to direct, I don't know about you, to like have you know your hand in all these other things, it's just it's just going to allow our growth, and then in our future when maybe you know things start to sag, there's another world <laughs> where you can have you know a place. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I was always interested in
3: directing, um, and then there, during the pandemic, actually, it just kind of naturally came together. I'd had all these visions and things through the years. And I guess I just thought like, oh, well, how do you start that? How do you, you know, whatever, all the questions. Um, and then one of my dear friends, we decided to start a production company during the pandemic, which is so funny because I remember I called Betty Thomas, who is a legend and directed John Tucker and is part of the festival. And, and I told her and I remember her going, Boopy, you started a production company during a pandemic. That's fucking stupid. I swear to God. And I was like, I love you, Betty. Will you support me? Okay. So, um, but that's what happened, and and so you know we've been working really hard and. We have three films in the mix right now. We just sold a project to Fox, actually. And, um, Congratulations. Thanks. Yay. Thanks, That's everybody. Awesome. We can talk about it soon. Not yet. But, uh, but it's been really <laughs> exciting because it has been something I've thought about for years, but to actually be doing it and to actually have a glimpse behind the scenes now has already started to alter how I've already started reflecting on how I was on set and how I would view the producer or the director before and what I'm learning now. And it's just kind of, it's a really fascinating experience. Um, Cause you know, we both started so young. Yeah. So like I, I moved to LA at 17 and been supporting myself ever since. So to, to finally be making the switch to the other side is like, it's a huge learning experience, but it's also really exciting. And so that's what I've been doing now. And then the next step is directing, so
2: yeah. so cool to to sit down and think. (laughs) Like, you were 17, I was 18. And and just like, literally, this percent of people make it in our industry. And cheers. Here we are.
1: You have been listening to the TV Campfire podcast hosted by ATX TV co-founders, Emily Gibson and Caitlin McFarland, and produced and
0: edited by Sarah Light. This conversation was recorded live at ATX TV Festival season 11 in Austin, Texas, between June 2nd and 5th, 2022. For more information on the festival and becoming an ATX TV member, follow us at ATX Festival or
1: visit ATXFestival.com.